Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Let's Debrief podcast. I'm Ashley. <laughs> and I'm Jenna. Welcome if it's your first time. Um, we are excited to have you. Yeah. And we have a super fun episode today that we're excited about. I'm so excited. I've, the last like two episodes have been user submissions and they're the best. We, I feel like when we started the podcast, we were like, I can't wait to get like enough followers where we can have people like write in stories and both times have proven to be like so good. It's crazy because like in my brain, I was like, we'll need like 50 submissions. But yeah. then whenever you're actually talking about each one. Oh yeah. Cause like we will read each one fast. and then like talk about it. Yeah. Debrief it if you will. We will debrief it. So today we are going to be reading your submissions to dear debriefers, which <laughs> is just like a little, um, what would you call it? I don't know. I feel like it's almost like a advice. I just want to call it like a girly hotline. Like, mm. And if you need advice, like I like what we talked about on Instagram was like, if you need advice or you just want to get something off your chest and vent or like, give us like some gossip. Oh yeah. I feel like there is some tea in this. There so. definitely is. So last time that we read user submissions, Tanner like went through and chose them for us. And then we read them live. But this one, we read some of them because yeah. we, we just couldn't help ourselves this time. We couldn't help ourselves. And also since it's like kind of like more advice, like we wanted to like have time to think about it. Yeah. So give educated responses. <laughs> We're just like, that instead sucks. of on the spot, just be like, interesting. Um, good luck. <laughs> so anyways, um, we have a decent amount. So yeah. we are, we said we were going to get right into we're gonna it. We're going to get right into it, but we were going to give an update that we had a Super Bowl party last night. Jenna hosted all of our friends over at their house last night to watch the Super Bowl. And it was so much fun. And it was so fun. There was so much food and good food too. Like the yeah, the kind of food that you're just like, I only have that like every once in a while. And it was like all on one table. <laughs> yes, we had tons of mini weenies. If anyone knows what that is, people call it a pigs in a blanket, pigs in a blanket, like the little hot dogs with a croissant around them. Mm. We had some brie, some brie. Tanner went and picked up some wings that yes. were honestly we so had wings. good. We had buffalo chicken dip. We had spinach and dip. dip. We had truffled mac and cheese. That was really good. Yeah. Jenna was responsible for all of the yummies and there was a few people who brought other things. Cole made a chocolate cake that was so it's good. It's my favorite but thing But unfortunately, ever. actually, let me rephrase that. Fortunately, not a lot of people ate it. Because now there's, there's a bunch so of leftovers. Much food. Oh yeah, I'm so glad. I'm like low key happy nobody else had it because I'm like, oh now I get to take that home. I ate it for breakfast. It was so good. <laughs> it's like a, a little. I was gonna say it's like a brownie, but I don't know why it, it feels accept, acceptable to eat it for breakfast too. Yeah, it's like a little treat. It's a cake. Yeah, it's like a coffee cake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super fun and it was nice because we got to have all our friends like from the city that haven't like been to our house. I was going to say literally some of them here for the first time ever, yeah, <laughs> which so, is so weird. That was good. And yeah, then we had a slumbie, we went and got coffee and now we're here. We always have coffee. I feel like we that. always have the coffee. I know. I feel like we should start doing like, where's our coffee from today? <laughs> yes. Uh, we were actually saying like a special drink. Segment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on what time of day it is. Yeah. Here's a little, so, a little cheers. So we went to White Rabbit today in Greensburg. I have a lavender latte. Ooh, I didn't know it was lavender. I have a dirty chai. Mm. It's like my typical ordering. 
out drink. Yeah, yours is ice though. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't, I, something came over me today, honestly, because I probably didn't have my Stanley like mm. to put it in. And if I'm getting a hot drink, it like we yeah. were saying, the boys literally down their coffees. They drink it so fast. So fast. Mine? I'm not kidding. It's still to here. Oh yeah. This is like a fraction of what, what was in have. my cup. Yeah. yeah. No, you got you to savor a special drink. If we haven't said this on the podcast yet, we are special drink girlies. Girlies for life. Yeah. And it is truly like the joy of our lives. Oh my gosh. I love like, okay, here's my rundown. It's changed since I've been sober, but my rundown is wake up in the morning. Literally the minute I open my eyes and Cole is not awake yet. I'm like, wake up. I need you to make me coffee. Cause he just makes a really good, like brown sugar shake and espresso. So I need my coffee. And then halfway through the day around noon, we're drinking like a raspberry rose poppy. I look mm. forward to that a lot. Maybe after that, a what little cup are you drinking it in? Oh, my little Stanley always. Okay. Both of them. Okay. It is, it's really good with like ice. It's just really refreshing. Okay. Then sometimes I'll go back to another coffee, a mm. little midday coffee. Yeah. And then in the evening, I've honestly been doing either like a Shirley Temple, like with like the like sparkling lime LaCroix or um, what else have I been doing? Just like a sparkling water. It's just well, you something. Made blackberry lemonade. Have you been doing that at all? No, I like I just did that for Galentine's. Oh, yeah. uh, I guess we didn't talk about it. we did. A, a, oh wait, did we talk about it in our last? We episode? did. Yeah. Well, we said we were about to do it. Yes, that's it was right. very fun as well. We had two parties this week. We did have two parties this week. Each of us hosted a party. So <laughs> yeah. Um, my special drink is usually in the day sweet tea with mm. my nugget ice. With the nugget ice. We've been getting lattes with no ice and then bringing them home and putting the nugget ice in them, which you should have done. That's honestly the move. Like Ugh. the getting it with the no it ice. It literally fills up like three to four different glasses. Like yeah. I'm not kidding. I feel like it must have been you that said that. You were like, this is game changing. I have a latte that will last days now. <laughs> Literally days. Like I'll have it in the morning, then as my afternoon pick me up and then do the same thing again the next day. And it's all from one latte. That's crazy. Okay. It's the I best. Feel like, I don't know if any like local Ligonier people listen, but like what is your favorite like go-to <gasps> Ligonier coffee? Okay. There is a new drink that they've been having. It's like a special at Kingfisher. Kingfish. It is a winter spice latte. I don't Ooh. even freaking know what's in it, but it's so good. Is it like chai-esque, like with the spiciness? No. Oh. I don't know what it is, but it's so good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've been getting that. And then lavender latte from Getaway. It's really good. Getaway. But Tanner's on a caramel latte kick right now. Okay. He was telling us this morning that he is feeling like he's done with lattes. I feel like he's gone back into drip coffee and... Yeah. And then also just wants an at-home espresso machine. <laughs> we will see. Yeah. We will see. keep you guys updated on the espresso. But that's that's our special drink lineup. Yes. We will continue this. Um, what are we drinking? What are the debriefers drinking today? Yeah. Seriously. Um, okay. So anyways, we're going to read our dirty brief submissions and give you guys our and thoughts. I know all of you have been dying for us to give you our opinions, our advice. So let's just get into it. Do you just want to like go every other read one? Yeah. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. First one says, oh, this is all anonymous, by the way. The other one wasn't anonymous. This actually is. So people, you know, 
There was like, um, like we'll say juice. it on here. Like some people are like, you'll probably know who this is. We have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, so many people. Well, yeah, we'll read it. There was a few that were like, you'll probably be able to know. And we're like, nope. Um, okay. Here's the first one. How to get your husband to do housework and help with chores without sounding like a nagging wife. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, I guess I'll, I can go first, but I am the newest wife between the two of us. So you might have better tips than I do. Um, I personally, Cole and I have like split a lot of responsibilities, which is really nice. Like if I, again, I don't know, we, I feel like we've kind of fall into like the gender roles, like where it's like he, or like the traditional gender roles where he builds stuff and like does all of his things. Yes. I literally have to never, I don't remember the last time I took out the trash, brought the trash cans up to the curb. And I love that because that was my job growing up as a kid. And I, wait, you were the trash can girl. Yeah. (laughs) Trash can girl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was literally terrifying because also like your, my parents would always be like, don't go outside like by yourself at night and then be like the trash cans need to be taken out. And I'm like, like, okay. I literally would like either make my dad stand at the top of the driveway and watch me do it. Or I would like take them from like behind the house or like take them from like the, the gate and then like sprint down the driveway, throw them on the end of the curb and sprint back up. It was like a whole thing. I was like That's terrified so of being snatched in the middle of the night. You're literally going out at 2 a.m. Yeah, I'm like, no, not the trash cans. Tanner takes our trash out at like 2 a.m. because he'll always forget. And we'll be like laying in bed and then he's like, it's trash night. And then he'll run down real There's quick. There's nothing worse than nothing like worse. missing trash night. Like Ugh. as a kid, my dad would be like, you forgot to take the trash out. And I'm like, like take the trash cans to the curb. And I'm like, so what? And then like yeah. the next week, I'm like literally piles of trash like on the curb. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I get it now. Um, but yeah, we, I feel like we typically split like your traditional gender roles, but also we, it's kind of, we didn't even talk about it. I feel like maybe in like marriage counseling, premarital counseling we did, but like if I cook, he typically comes behind me and cleans. Um, okay. But this person is saying that they will not do that. So I know. So I'm trying to like, like she just doesn't want to say, Hey, can you help me? Or that's, that is the, so like, that's what I was going to say is like, if you haven't like communicated, like I need you to like pitch in, Mm -hmm. then like, obviously that needs to happen. Like he, the thing that I've learned about men in general and also just about relationships is like, you have to communicate your expectations or the person does not understand that that is what you need. So like, if you haven't said like, Hey, I need you to do this. Like, don't be afraid that that's going to sound naggy. Exactly. But it It depends how you like, I feel like I need more context. Cause if it is like the hundredth time of saying something, then like, I get it. Like you don't want to keep being, have to keep being like, sorry, I mentioned this already. Like, but I'm drowning in housework. I need you to help me out. Yeah. At that point, it's very hard because like, I definitely do understand like you don't want to be a nagging wife. Yeah. And, and that adds like another element of like just tension between you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wait, 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 wait. Maybe I have a solution. solution. <laughs> Maybe I have a solution. Like 
Maybe if you, again, if you haven't communicated yet, definitely do that first. But then on the other end, be like, Hey, like I have asked like for you to help with dishes and what's something that I can do for you. Exactly. Like offer an exchange and just be like, are you stressed out with work or like, are you stressed out with our finances? Like, let me learn more about our finances. And like, I can help you out with that. In exchange, maybe you can help me out with the dishes more. Look at yeah. that. That was such a good problem. <laughs> I was going to say, like, men are, are, like, motivated by respect. And so, mm. like, maybe, like, there's a way that you can respect him more. And in turn, like, he would be able to, like, give in that way. It's so hard because it's, like, you don't want to be, like, in a relationship that feels like it's, like, transactional. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes it is. And sometimes you're just like, I need you to do this so that I can do this. You know, honestly too, what I have learned and just not even, I mean, dealing with men, not even the man I'm married to is exactly what you said on respect. But like, even if you like, you might internally feel like he literally just does nothing around the house. I do everything. When you approach it, just be like, I recognize and see all of the things that you do. And like, I would just really appreciate if you could help out with this. And yeah, like we already said, like if there's something else I can do, but it's like going in hot and being like, you don't do anything Mm -hmm. around the house is not going to get you anywhere for sure. I also feel like there's times in life where like people have to pick up the slack on either end. So it's like sometimes like there are seasons where like you're doing more of the housework and sometimes like your husband needs to be doing it and it just like is always shifting and changing depending on like what's going on. So try not to be like, this is how it will always be. Like he's Mm -hmm. always going to like suck at this and everything like that. Yeah. I know speaking from like uh, our perspective too, or like from Cole and I's relationship, like during Christmas, like I, even though Cole and I work together, his workload is like 10 times like bigger than mine. So am I going to be like annoying and be like, you didn't do the dishes today. Like you said you were, it's like, no, I'll help you out. Like, and like, I know that you're really stressed out right now. And so hopefully that's helpful. (laughs) Also last resort, go to a couple's counselor. Like no shame in that. And honestly, like if you go in and are like, yeah, we just like want to like talk about household work. Like it's been like a big contention point between us. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times, like after that, like you talk about that and then other stuff comes up and then like you just end up working through a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. Cause who knows there might be something that he's unhappy with too. Yeah. Just communicate, get it out in the open. (laughs) Okay. Oh gosh, this one's long. Hey girls, this story is kind of confusing so there, and there will be a lot of details, so buckle up. My cousin is my best friend. <laughs> Strapped in. <laughs> my cousin is my best friend. We grew up like sisters and are still super close despite living far away from each other. Let's call her Josie. Let's. Josie. <laughs> she is a dancer and became friends with this guy. Let's call him Mike. Her and Mike got really close over the summer and she ended up confessing to liking. Oh, he ended up confessing to liking her and asked her out. She turned him down, but proceeded to lead him on, which wasn't cool in my opinion, but I let it go. One night, a few months ago, I was on FaceTime with Josie and we added Mike to the call. He goes to a different school in a different state. So we were all he goes spread to a apart. different school. You don't know him. He goes to a different school. <laughs> um, 
Mike and I hit it off instantly as friends and the three of us started talking all the time. The group chat was always active. Mm. Well, Josie was a lot busier than Mike and I. So him and I started talking a lot more, just the two of us, because Josie wouldn't answer. Well, now Mike isn't talking to Josie as much at all. And I think that he might be low key avoiding her slash ignoring her. Josie is mad that he talks to me and feels more comfortable sharing these things with me. Uh, other than her now, wait, sorry, other than me with me than her now. And I feel like I'm (laughs) not the one that he got rejected by. And he and I are just chill friends. I love Josie. This this is really long. (laughs) I love Josie, but she can be self-centered at times. And, uh, and I don't know if I should actually care that she, sorry, I had to go to a different page. Uh, that she's irritated because I really like being friends with Mike. Please help. What should I do? I don't want to lose Mike as a friend, but I also don't want to hurt Josie. I really just wish they would talk to each other without me in the middle of it. Anyways, love the pod and everything you guys are doing. The aesthetic is so dreamy and I'm a long time listener. Thank you. Um, okay. This one I feel a similar thing to as the last one, which is like, have you talked about this? Like, have you said to Josie, like, Hey, you rejected him. And like, it's his feelings are hurt or like he feels more awkward. And I like being friends with him. Like, can we just like be cool with this? Yeah. I actually like said that to Cole the other day. I, I, not like in like a three-way triangle like this, but I was in a similar (laughs) situation where like now, right now, actually, um, I was in a similar situation where like a friend and I had like gone on a date and it was weird. And we were like, okay, like we're not going to go on any, like we're, this is not going to be romantic. But then he was like avoiding me. And Mm. I finally was like, wait, no, like hold up, like let's, let's be normal. And so I think that there needs to be a conversation between Josie and Mike being like, okay, we're just not going to be weird with each other anymore. And then also between you and Josie of like, Hey, I want to be friends with him. Like, is that cool? Like you obviously aren't like interested in him. Why are you mad? Yeah, it is very interesting. And it's like, in some ways it's nice. Like when everybody's vibing and getting along where friend groups collide Mm -hmm. and you're just like, this is so great. Like everyone like likes each other and like we can all be friends and like, there's no weirdness. But then if any other like friends start to split off, then it's like, wait, especially the friends that Mm -hmm. you introduced. It's like, wait, what happened with me with Madison, my best friend, we got introduced by someone else. And then we were like, we're actually besties, (laughs) lifelong besties now. Yeah. Um, that was also me and Nika. So weird. Um, but yeah, I feel also it's like, okay, this is obviously like a long distance friendship. So Mm -hmm. like, does Josie even need to know like how much they're they're communicating? Yeah. Like, I know. I don't know. I, I under, I, I definitely get that. Like whenever it's like your relationship, it feels much more dramatic and like serious but to me this just feels like something where you should just be like hey yeah like we're gonna be friends like if you want to be friends with him like make more time to talk to us yeah and that's that also it's weird though because Josie and the girl that wrote in are cousins too yeah but I don't know I feel like the person that wrote in and Mike will eventually get married (laughs) 
I don't know if that's the vibe you're going for, but that's what it's giving, honestly. I like that. I know. I like scenario. it. It's very cute. And there should be no reason. I honestly thought that that was where the story was going. Yeah, that they liked each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that Josie was getting protective, but interesting. I like, is our theme just going to be like, you guys should talk. Like, yes. You should com- communicate to each other. <laughs> but yeah, let us know how it goes. <laughs> Last year, my best friend completely stopped talking to me out of the blue. I messaged her asking if she ever wanted to get together and talk and if I did anything wrong, but no response. Then in person, she said she would text me back later. Hmm. Anyways, about a year and a half later, still not talking to me. And now when I see her, she sort of just glares. But I feel like a part of me is upset this is unresolved. What should I do or how should I move on from this friendship? Okay, this is giving high school, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. If anybody <laughs> is over the age of 19 and doing this, then you didn't want to be friends with them anyways. Yeah, <laughs> the person who ran in, they're like, I'm 35. <laughs> they just see this person, they're like, <sighs> just glares. That's, that's really sad. I know, first of all, I'm really sorry. You didn't deserve that. I think about what if you just literally never talked to me Just again? like, yeah, just never responds just to your to text. I'd be like, um, excuse me? Yeah. And then she's like, hey, why didn't you text me back? And she's like, oh, I'll get around I'll to respond it. later. Yeah. This one, I mean, honestly, this might be a little harsh, but maybe it was just never, you know what it never was? <laughs> That's <laughs> that serious. serious. <laughs> I love that sound. But like, maybe it was like, maybe she just did you a favor and like, she wasn't going to be that good of a friend. Yeah. I feel that way too, because it's like, clearly this person is immature, but like it, like you said in the submission, like, how do I move on? That's very hard mm-hmm. because I actually have good advice on this because I feel like I went through a lot of friend breakups right before I found you guys, <laughs> right Me, before the true the best. besties came and the breakup is coming soon. <laughs> it's right on the horizon. And I have all of my coping tactics ready. Um, but I feel again, not knowing like what phase of life you're in. Like if you're in college, I, when I went through like some friend breakups, I literally just submerged myself in like community because I was like, mm-hmm. I need friends. Like I took time like to be by myself, but then was also like, okay, like I want to be friends with other people. And so it was like just surrounding myself with people that I thought were fun. And like, obviously Tanner and I worked together and I just thought that like between him and Peter, like it was a fun vibe. And then Jenna like was coming around more and I was like, oh, okay. Like I actually really like enjoy hanging out with this pe- these people. And whenever like invites for like outside of church stuff came up, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure. I'm, I'm for sure going. Cause I need to make friends. Yeah. Like just putting yourself out there more and it, it obviously like, it feels so weird in the moment and like so vulnerable to be like asking people like, Hey, would you want to grab coffee? Mm-hmm. Or like people that you've like never really talked to before, even like on Instagram, I feel like I've mm-hmm. met a good amount of friends like on Instagram yeah. just being like, Hey, like this is so weird, but like, we seem really similar. Like, would you want to grab coffee or something? I feel like a lot of people, especially around our age are going through like, maybe not something this serious or like intense, but just like they've, they're looking for people who are like them. Yeah. And I feel like people are excited and like happy to like meet new friends and it's honestly kind of like dating it really is doesn't bumble do like a dating i think app? yeah like i think that's so cute because it's so real like you literally have to like go on dates with friends sometimes yeah. to be like uh, like i 
I don't know if you can speak from personal experience, but I've gone on coffee dates with people and walked away and been like, this will never be yes. a friendship. Or like you go on coffee dates with someone and you're like, oh my God, I'm so invigorated. Like, I love that person. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's nothing better than leaving like a dinner or a coffee and just being like, that was like so soul giving. Like, and you just like, don't, oh, the best is whenever you meet someone and you don't have to think about what you're going to say next. You just start like the conversation just starts flowing. And you know, you've really made it when you can sit in silence too. So true. <laughs> There's no weirdness. If like conversation just dies and you're like, I'll just sit here quietly until the next thing comes to my mind. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, in terms of like moving on from the friendship, like just just make new friends. Just, just get start, over it. Start putting yourself <laughs> out there. Like ask some people to go to coffee or like, even if like there's, again, like you said, this is kind of giving me the vibe of like high school or college. Like if there's girls that have like friend groups that you like notice and you're like, Oh, I might get along with them. Like literally just say like, Hey, like your group, like your friend group seems really cool. Like I would love to hang out with you guys sometime. Yeah. And then I feel like unless people are like actually mean, of course they would like want to. Yeah. They'd be to. like, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Next one. I am about to quit my corporate job and start my small business. I am very, ter- I'm very excited, but very terrified. Any advice? So this definitely, I feel like is a Jenna question because you did that. <laughs> I did do that. Um, the, honestly, I feel like the best place to be is like scared because yeah. it gives you a lot more motivation to like really go hard at it and just make it work. Whenever I quit my job, I I was working at a really toxic situation and they actually fired me because I was in the hospital, which is illegal, but I actually didn't know that you got fired. I thought that you were just like, I'm done. It was kind of like half and half. He was like, um, you can't. Like you can go to part-time and get a demotion because you like are sick. And I was like, I'm not coming back. So yeah. it's kind of okay. both, but. But yeah, literally illegal. <laughs> yeah. So I was, and I had a doctor's excuse. That was in response to my doctor's excuse. Anyways. Toxic. Um, I literally had no like weddings or shoots even lined up, but I knew that like I was good at photography. So I just genuinely was like on Facebook, like I'm a photographer now. Like you can book me. How many weddings had you done at that point? One. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and it just literally forces you to just do it. So I feel like quitting your job and having no other source of income is a good place to be. It like, even though a lot of people, I feel like have almost tried to debunk this at this point, but it really is, or like have said that it's toxic, but like the grind mentality of just like, if I don't get if I don't book shoots or book weddings, I'm literally not going to be able to pay rent this month. Like yeah. I have to figure out how I'm going to bring in money. <laughs> yeah. And like, especially if you're not working another job, it gives you a lot more time to focus on whatever your small business might be. But, um, the biggest thing that I would say like advice wise is like, just really foster the connections that you have. Mm, that's yeah. That's really good advice. Like, I feel like our church was like such a huge, word of mouth, you know, um, resource for me whenever I started. And so just like, yeah, the community that you're in, like, just get them on board with whatever you're doing. And it might feel weird. I feel like to even reach out to people and be like, 
on like, it's so hard for me. I guess I know that there are so many small businesses out there, but it's hard for me to get out of the photographer mindset. Yeah. Same. But, I'm like, what if this business is like <laughs> selling soaps, a car <laughs> detailing business? Yes, exactly. But I don't know, like in the photo sense of it, I, if you're trying to become a full-time like wedding photographer, I would then just reach out to some photographers that you admire and be like, Hey, I don't know if you're looking for second shooters this season, but like I'm available. I would love to help you out. Here's my rate or whatever. Or honestly, if you really just need to build your portfolio, offer to do it for free. Yeah. That's that's like always my biggest advice. Yeah. That's I know. Like when I started, Jenna was like, find people that you vibe with and just be like, can I shoot you? Like, yeah. Or even like if your business is selling soaps, make people soaps for free who are cool and be like, will you post about this? Yeah. There's nothing I feel like weird about that. And just like, yeah, exactly what you said. Foster those like connections and just like lean into other people that are also in small businesses. And I'm you just start to build your community. Cause then you'll have, you'll all relate to a lot of the same things. Yeah. And congrats, because if you're quitting your corporate job, that probably means that you're at least at like a good place with your business. So that's really awesome. And we love to see small businesses winning. winning. (laughs) (laughs) Might be a boy that wrote it in, but yeah. um, Yeah. Congrats. I did look at our stats. We have like 13% of our listeners are male. I saw that too. I was was like, like, hello, hello, sir. (laughs) My father-in-law keeps pressuring my husband and I to have kids. It's driving me up a wall. <laughs> my husband and I plan on starting to try in October, November time frame, but we haven't said anything because I don't feel we owe him an explanation. Nope. On the other hand, if I hear him say, when are you going to give us a grandchild? One more time, I'm going to probably lose it. I pray <laughs> on this every day for the patients to deal with it. My husband has asked him to stop because it makes me uncomfortable, but he seems to not be concerned. Thanks for letting me vent. I love your podcast all the way from Texas. That's crazy. All the That's way from Texas. That's so cool. Texas How Harley. did you find us? I know. Um, that is... Did hmm. you experience this, I guess, at all? Like, no. okay. I I mean, I've literally been married for three months, but I haven't either from either side, which is really nice. But I... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is toxic. The toxic side of me wants to be like, next time he says something, I just be like, keep talking and see if you ever get to meet them. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard because like, okay, so you're disrespecting like this scenario. The husband has already asked him to stop. Yeah. So that would have been my first thing to say. mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, so he's asked him to stop and he's still doing it. So now at this point, it's like crossing a boundary that you have set Mm -hmm. that you don't want him to talk about it. It's also so hard because it's like, okay, yeah, you guys haven't even started trying yet. So you're like in, you know, it's just annoying, but it's like other people, like maybe they've been trying for a year and like, haven't been able to get pregnant yet. It's like, don't freaking ask about it. Like it's so like sensitive and like hard that it's like, stop like bugging people about it. Yeah. Because yeah, you're say you're struggling with fertility, and then every time you see this person, you know that they're gonna be like, So So are you pregnant yet? And you're like, I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's already like widely accepted throughout like this, like our like our generation, but like the older generation hasn't gotten the hint yet because I feel like yeah, a lot of people that have struggled or like continue to struggle with infertility will post like, hey don't ask me when I'm having kids. And so I'm like, okay, yeah. Like you just don't ask somebody that, but I feel like that the older generation hasn't caught on to that yet. And they're just like, what? I have a right to ask. You're my kid. 
And yeah, it's like, like, when am I getting those babies? Yeah. And it's like, um, no, not at all. Yeah. Ugh, I'm sorry. That's super annoying. But I feel like the only thing that you can do is like have your also like the thing that is hard is like you can't do it because since you're the in-law, you're the bad guy if you ever say anything. So it's like have your husband just keep like reiterating, like maybe next time he says it in person, like have your husband be like, Hey, remember when I asked you not to ask about that? Yeah. I feel like maybe catching it. I don't know how it's happened in the past, but catching it in the moment and not letting it be like a text, like after you get home and be like, Hey, remember so-and-so asked you like not to say anything. Uh, but yeah, having like your husband just catch it in the moment and almost like the, I feel like from different experiences, the one way to make sure somebody never does something again is embarrass them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, then he has to feel uncomfortable, which is what he's been making you feel this whole time. So yeah. watch how the tables turn when he's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. He'll be like, um, Oh, um, um I didn't really yeah, know you felt that I way. Forgot. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> But, but I'm sorry. That's really annoying. Also, it sucks because it almost like takes away from whenever you are pregnant and you do tell him and he'll be like, I don't know. It would make me mad. I'd be like, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost like makes it weird once you finally do announce and then you're just like, oh, I'm giving you what you want. Yeah. I, yeah, I caved. <laughs> Literally. Uh. Um, okay. Next one. So someone I was friend, best friends with in grad school asked me to be her maid of honor. I said yes, because we were close and I was genuinely so happy to stand by her. Well, as time goes on, I realize how horrible her fiance is. Jenna's like, I really, I've been there before. <laughs> she hates uh, cool. <laughs> um, I realize how horrible her fiance was, how she has been a bad friend and how I really don't want to stand by and support her marrying this loser. Oh man. She has always wanted kids with her for her entire life. And one year into dating, he told her he didn't want kids and had previously had a vasectomy. How old are these people? <laughs> he's like 18. He's like, tie me up, tie me up, baby. <laughs> and he didn't want to reverse it. She thought that she could eventually convince him, mm. and so they stayed together. If you have to do any kind of big life convincing, convincing that ain't it, girly. Um, they've been now been together for almost five years and get married this summer. Also, he still says all the time he doesn't know why anyone would want children, and and she defends it by saying he's just joking. Oh. He always says some pretty hor, or he also has some pretty horrible PTSD. Um, that is unrelated, but he refuses to actually get it taken care of. Instead, he works a pretty demanding job and then comes home and plays video games. Mm. He only ever steps up to the plate when she desperately needs it. I call it knight in shining armor syndrome. Also, they live together, but slept in separate rooms for months when they first moved in because they couldn't stand to sleep in the same room. <laughs> I honestly nice. don't get why she's going through with this. At this point, I think I'm going to step down as maid of honor if she actually marries him. Yeah. Yikes. This is very hard because I like want to give the advice to the girl in the relationship, but it's I not even like, about that. Him. Yeah. Um, I think it would be very smart to not be the maid of honor because also like, oh, it's so hard because it's like, okay, clearly this relationship is horrible and it's not going to work out in the end. And it's like, nothing is really getting through to her at this point. So it's like something dramatic needs to happen. It almost feels like, yes, where it's like the friend is like, I also want to know, have you had like interventions up to this point? It's been five years. 
yeah. that they've been together. And I think she said she's just like kind of starting to realize it was like a year in that she realized that he was like toxic. Yeah. So maybe she said things already. And then now she's like, oh, shoot, like they're yeah. actually still together. <laughs> uh, it's so hard. Uh, it's so hard because it's like you don't like want to see her like marry this guy and then like get divorced. And it's like this horrible situation. But also at the same time. You never want to say, I told you so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would definitely like step down as maid of honor because that is like such, at least to me, like it is an important role to like, you are putting your stamp of approval on it. Like I, I really support and stand by these people. Yeah. Which you're a witness. <laughs> like you're I was going to say, this is kind of unrelated, but like, there were some people that were like heavily involved in our wedding that like since our wedding like did questionable things hmm. slash like gossiped about us hmm. said untrue things about like our marriage interesting and like to me that's just like when you are like that high of a role in someone's wedding like you are saying I support this wholeheartedly and like I will stand by you and I will be with you guys in the hard times and like also just like think about like if let's say she does go through with it and you stayed in the wedding and everything and then like a year in like they're getting a divorce or something like who knows like years down the line even they're getting a divorce and she's like yeah, like I actually just realized we hate sleeping in the same room and he actually has all of these like undiagnosed like things that have happened to him and you're just sitting there like yeah, I knew that the entire time. Yeah. I, if you like had an opinion that like you didn't tell me like, or like something like toxic you saw in Cole, like before we got married, I would have been like, why didn't you say anything? Instead yeah. now I have to go through this divorce. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, not do like you I want me to tell you now. <laughs> Let's do it live for our listeners. <laughs> he sucks. Um, also not to mention that like you traditionally would give a speech and say like how much you love the couple. Oh, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's true. Don't lie about it. Use your motivation for giving, for having to stand up in front of everybody and be, just be like, I don't know what this guy's name is. Kyle, you're something. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I really didn't know that anyone would make her as happy as you. But here we are. Okay. This is a side note, but we shot this wedding last year. I won't say the month because I don't want to <laughs> out them, but this couple was so miserable at their wedding. Tanner and I were both just like, holy crap, these people hate each other. That's and so then sad. I'm not kidding. Like within two weeks after the wedding, she was like, hey, like you like don't have to send us the video because like no. I found out he was cheating. And it was very interesting. And, but then- so I was friends with a person that was in the bridal party and mm. I like ended up being like, Hey, what, like what happened? What happened? And she was just like, yeah, like she found out that he was cheating like a few weeks before the wedding, but then he like apologized. And since they had already put so much money into the wedding, they still did it. Stop. But now like they're undoing it. And it's just like, Oh my God. You might be out the deposits so far, but it's you can still get the rest of your it. money back. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just giving advice to the girl that's in the relationship. Yeah. But you my can biggest, send this to her. <laughs> yeah. My biggest thing is like, it, I don't know how serious of a conversation you've had with your friend, but like 
truly when you get married, you are marrying the person that they are on that day. So if he's saying he doesn't want kids, like that's, that's a big thing is like, he doesn't want kids and like, he just has this terrible behavior. He's going to be like that when you're married. And honestly, like adding, I mean, even though he doesn't want kids, but I was going to say adding like different stressors of life too. like, I mean, again, I like, I haven't been married for long, but it's like the dating and the engagement. Like this is the easy part. Like what's going to happen when we buy a house or like something unexpected happens. Like, yeah, that's when you're really like, you really see somebody's true colors. And if you're not liking what you see now, it ain't going to get any better. <laughs> yeah. I think stepping down as maid of honor would be a good idea. And maybe even just say like, I'll still attend the wedding. And like, if you want me there, like I will still be there to support you, but like, I can't like give my seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And maybe that's, that's just the push she needs yes. is to hear it from you. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Some of you sent really long ones too. So it's like, it takes a while to like see where they start and end. Yeah. And like the Google form is so like weirdly. I know we need a different method. Well, not like a different method from the Google form, but we like need to put it in a note next time so we can just like section it off. Okay. Dear debriefers, I feel like you will know who this is writing just simply off of the vibe I've already set. <laughs> this one we were both like, we don't know. We, we were no both laughing clue. so much. We're like, we're, like, are we supposed this? to tell like off of emojis or something? <laughs> I wanted your opinion on work-life balance. I do not like my job, even though I love what I do. How is that even possible? I came into adulthood thinking that if my job is something I love, I wouldn't be miserable. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Um, <laughs> however, I love what I do and I still wake up almost every day anxious about what I have to get done because I dread every second of it. Oh. Maybe it's because of a busy schedule, but what are you guys' thoughts? My therapist pointed out that majority of people don't love to go to work, which I understand. But where's the line of I have to go to work even when I don't feel like it and this job is not working out for me and I need to find something else? Also, with being in creative fields, how do you set boundaries so that you can leave work at work? I find that I'm constantly getting work-related texts and it's overwhelmed me so much in the past six months that I've just stopped responding to everyone and have become that terrible friend who never answers their phone. Ugh. I feel like you probably have good advice. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, not knowing who this is, even though apparently we should. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, love you. Um, I really did. I've, so I worked at church for four years and I really did have to set boundaries at some point because they're in, well, I used to work there too. It was like right after COVID, um, our boss was like, okay, like you have set hours that you need to come in. So I think my set hours were like Tuesday and Wednesday. Like I was dedicating like those 16 hours to church stuff and then like four hours on Sunday or something. Um, but there's just a reality that like church happens on Sunday. So like if, something comes up on Saturday and you need graphics changed or there needs a video or something needs to go out on social. Like I am working. Yeah. And so it was just became a very blurred line. And I think what has helped clear that up is just like, it is like annoying and shout out to the new Apple update where you can leave your messages unread or like you can read them and then like mark them. You can do that. Apparently I haven't tried it, but apparently let's see if it works. We should, I've, if you swipe right, it, I don't. Oh my god, Jenna does, it. does. Yes, literally. <gasps> oh, you swipe left. Oh my god, wow. that would change my life. Honestly, just like I had heard about it, but I've never done it. <laughs> oh wait, no, you yeah. haven't updated it yet. Oh no. 
Okay. You need to get the new update and then you can do it. I literally okay. just updated it a couple days ago. Um, but I don't know. Cause part of me doesn't even feel like you owe people like an out of office text or like, it's just like, I honestly I like this. I don't even know if this is personal like life or also like work life, but I feel like people have just expected that you owe them a response at all hours, even if it's mm-hmm. like not time sensitive. And I just really get irritated by that. When people double text me when it has been under 24 hours about something that at least I don't deem as that important, it sends a chill up my spine. I'm like, what makes you think that you just have like undivided access to me? Like, and so I just think like drawing harsher boundaries, I don't think there's anything to be like annoyed about of like not responding to like certain texts and like, Obviously, if it's time sensitive, like do your best. But I think that maybe you need to create more structure for your life and just be like, okay, on Mondays, like we are, I, if you said creative, so I'm just going to assume photo, like on Mondays, I am going to get up and this is going to be my routine and I'm going to work until five o'clock. And then after that, like I'm off and, 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 but communicating with the other people on your team or in your company mm -hmm. and your boss that that is what you're doing, you know? Yeah. How do you feel like, especially like running a small business and being in the creative field, how do you feel like you manage this? I feel like I, since I am like my own boss, I don't have such a struggle with like necessarily like setting boundaries with work, but I definitely understand what you're saying about like, I love what I do, but I still get anxious about work Mm. and like, it's still hard for me to go into work. And I don't know if that ever goes away because if you care about what you're doing, I almost feel like if you don't care and don't like it, that almost brings more of like a situation where you don't get anxious, but whenever it's valuable to you and like you want to do well, that's when like the anxiety comes in. That's so true. And especially if you are, like you said, you're in the creative field, I'm assuming again, like a small business owner, then it's like your face is like on this brand. And so of course you're going to care about it so much. Of course you're going to want to like wake up and make people happy. But I think that again, like just setting, hopefully like you're in therapy. So that's amazing. And like talking out it out with someone, but I think maybe setting more boundaries for yourself and just being like, this is how my, I want my days to operate. Um, will hopefully create more balance for you. And I don't know, again, it's so hard to, I'm like, we're assuming photo, but I think like, just do more fun things like for you and not have everything be so structured maybe. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Like they're saying that they're getting a lot of work-related texts. I almost am getting the vibe that they have like team members that they Hmm. like have a team with, like maybe different coworkers or like, I don't know. I feel like coworkers really. Coworkers can literally make Make, or break. Yes. I, yeah. My, I, if I didn't have the coworkers, I hate my coworkers. I, if I didn't have the coworkers I have, I'd be so much happier. <laughs> Literally, so not true. If I didn't have, if I didn't work at church and didn't have the coworkers I did, I would probably be miserable. <laughs> Truly, because they're literally family. But yeah, they can really make or break your situation. And 
I don't know. I just keep coming back to boundaries every time. Like no, you, nobody deserves undivided access to you. I even think about whenever I was like leading up to giving birth, like my midwife, she's like obviously on call 24 seven, because mm-hmm. if you go into labor at midnight, she has to come. But she was like, please don't text or call me between 9 PM and 9 AM because like I will like my phone's on loud beside my bed 24 seven. So if you, and she's like, I tell all my friends and family that too, because I is sleeping someone, on do not disturb is just not an option. Yeah. She's like, if I have a mom who's close to going to labor, like I will wake up and like, it will like give me a panic. Yeah. So just don't. And I never did. Like if I had a question and it was like 10 PM, I'd be like, I'll text her in the morning, you know? Yeah. So no, that's really good advice. And that never made me mad. Yeah. That she, she had was a just clearly stating like, if we're going to do business together, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> Read that one. This one? Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Um, I dated my ex-boyfriend's roommate and recently hooked up with his best friend. I'm Uh, screaming. (laughs) Haven't talked in two years, but tongue out emoji. (laughs) I, I don't even know if she's asking for advice here. I think this is a confession. (laughs) Yeah. I love a confession. We've been saying we want to do secret confession episode so bad. Dated my ex-boyfriend's roommate and then recently hooked up with his best friend. So you like these are two people, right? Surrounding the, the yeah, ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. She's just really trying to like give it to him. She, I hope. I know. I hope, I hope it that wasn't, you're getting revenge. Yeah. I hope he wasn't like such a sweetheart. You're just like, it's, it's not literally working an out. angel. <laughs> you just didn't work out. And then you're like, but I will date your best friend and your roommate. I wonder if it's, oh, it'd be so hard with the roommate because it's like, you have to see him. No. And he sees you. So you sorry. live there. But you go girl. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. Send in more juicy confessions. Okay. I'm 29. Okay. My dad is 71. Okay. Let's say he is talking to a 31 year old woman with a six year old daughter from Ukraine (laughs) and has been hypothetically talking about them moving in with him and him getting remarried to her. Am I crazy for feeling some type of way? SOS. Feels like, what's the show that you used to be obsessed with? 90 Day Fiance? One of them, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Or it was like literally like they were getting married at first sight. Okay, so this girl, 29, and her dad who's 71 is dating someone two years older than her. That's, that's the part that's so weird. That's terrifying. Like it has a six-year-old. if your parents got divorced. Yeah. And then your dad is literally dating me. <laughs> no, that sends a shiver down my spine. That's, that's terrifying. crazy. No, thank you. Oh, that, mm, mm, it's giving is quarter life. Well, no more, actually not quarter life, like almost end of three quarter life crisis. crisis. (laughs) Oh God. It's so hard too, because it's like, you're saying that they're from Ukraine. So it's like, did, did they just meet online? Why is she interested in this man? Is he... Is he rich? Is he daddy? <laughs> he's someone's daddy. Because if he's daddy, can you blame her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so hard. I am so thankful that I have not had to deal with like seeing my parents. Like my parents are still married. Like they've she, never had to. I've never seen them date, date someone other else. People. But that would really freak me out. Even if they were like really happy, I'd be like, don't touch that person yeah who's that no (laughs) who is that bad (laughs) 
Um, I'm so sorry about that. That is terrifying. Wait, okay. It, what did, was the actual like question? Like, should am she I feel- crazy for feeling so oh, way? Absolutely not. No. No, you're right. Okay, read that one. Okay. So I keep having to find them for her because it's getting all mixed up in the form. Tips on how to reconnect with God after drifting away and not prioritizing that relationship. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. I don't know anything about this because God and I are constantly connected. <laughs> I am the best Christian there is. Exactly. I I can't talk on this. No, I'm totally kidding. I Tips on reconnecting. I so initially, like off the top of my head, I'm just like, get back to the basics. Like I agree. Like just... It is Christians and Christian world is so cliche and it Mm -hmm. is so unfortunate sometimes, but honestly, there's sometimes a lot of truth in it where it's just like, get back to the basics and get alone with God and prioritize your relationship. And I mean, speaking from experience, like working in a church, it's so hard to prioritize your personal relationship because you're clocked in while worshiping. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like... But I think this is going to sound so dumb, but this is what came to my mind is like, get alone with God and listen for that still small voice because he's still there. Yeah. No, I feel like that's so true. And I also feel like, again, a lot of this stuff probably will sound cliche. Also, just like because we are so like in church culture, it might sound cliche because we hear stuff like this all the time. But I feel like even... I love listening to podcasts. And so anytime that I like am doing something, like I usually just put a podcast on, but it's like, okay, swapping that out for like listening to worship music or Mm. like listening to a sermon and like literally just small things each day can affect things so much. Like, I don't know. I've been listening to like old worship music recently, Mm. like from like the 2000s and some of the lines, you're just like, wow. Yeah. That's so true. And then like you just like are meditating about that. I also feel like just praying throughout your day casually. Mm-hmm. I feel like people like in this situation who are like, I've drifted from God. Like I have to like do this big devotional and journal mm-hmm. and do all this stuff. It's like you can literally just for 30 seconds in your day just be like, God, thank you so much for like the weather today. It's like so beautiful. Yeah, I can't believe you made the earth for us to live on and be happy. And yeah, just small moments of like gratitude. I um, had like a realization of this like concept. Um, it's like a couple years ago. I like preached a sermon at youth, and it was about like finding your Bethel. And I cannot remember really what Bethel means at this point, (laughs) Um, but it was basically finding like your pieces um, and your safe haven, like with God. And so I guess another piece of advice I would say is go back to familiar places where you remember God, like showing up. Mm, Um, So true. It's might be like, I see you do it again. (laughs) You know what? Let's worship together. Okay. Let's actually just stop the podcast now. (laughs) All right. Grab the acoustic guitar. Um, but yeah, just go back to familiar places where you've seen him show up before. And exactly like the song says, like, okay, God, like you showed up for me here. Like, can you show up for me again? And like, I, 
I I don't want to get like too spiritual, but um, he's a very gener- generous God and he wants and desires relationship with you and he never looks to punish you. Um, he's like, yeah, you've been gone for like five months. Like where you been? It's never like that. It's always like a welcome home party. Yeah. And I was going to say too, like, don't let yourself feel like because you haven't prioritized the relationship that like now you're starting from like Mm, square one. Yeah. Like take things. You can jump back in anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Take things that you've learned from before and just start applying them. Yeah. And come to church with us. (laughs) Amplify church. Amplify church. We meet on Sunday at noon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. There's just like a stalker listening. He's like, (laughs) oh, Amplify church. He's like, I'll be there. That's where I can find you. Okay. Here's the next one. Have either of you ever experienced cheating in a relationship? Unfortunately, I had a relationship where my partner slept with someone else. Oh, as a Christian, it was really hard for me to come to terms that I was saving myself for him, but he wouldn't do the same for me. Looking for advice on how to navigate something like this. Thanks, gals. That's heartbreaking. I'm so sorry that you experienced that. Honestly, like this is not a hot take at all. Nobody I feel like should ever know what it's like to be cheated on and whether it's kissing somebody else or like an emotional connection with somebody else or like honestly the biggest one of like sleeping with somebody else. So you do not deserve that. I'm so sorry. First of all, I feel like with this one, it's hard. Like I almost need more context of if she's saying like, I need to, I'm staying with him and like, I want to like move through this or like, I, we broke up and I'm trying to get over Past this. Yeah. But either way, my first thing to say is like, if you are deciding to stay together immediately therapy <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Because there's definitely a deeper reason as to why he decided to do something like this. Like, yes, men are more, um, <laughs> sexual beings, sexual <laughs> beings than women, but it's like, a guy who is in love with a woman and committed to her is not just going to do something like that. Not even that it might be like, oh, he's unhappy in the relationship, but like it could be something where he's addicted to pornography or, you know, something in his childhood, maybe his dad, you know, his mom, like there's so many things that so many factors. Yeah. That it could be. And so like therapy would be like a great start. Obviously, if you are wanting to stay together, like as a couple to go and like, break those things down. And obviously a therapist would like ask those hard questions. And yeah, but I think if you're asking for advice on like how to get over it, I think it's just know that you deserve better. And I know that that's like so much easier said than done, but it's like, there is, and it's, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if you are staying with him because I was going to say like, there's somebody out there that is going to love you better. (laughs) But I'm like, if you are choosing to stay, then yes, please go to therapy. I, I don't know if you are dating, I personally would call it off. Yeah. It's also so hard because she said like she was saving herself like for him and he didn't. That, that's pretty, in my opinion, pretty brutal betray- yeah, betrayal. Because then it's like, ugh, that's mm-hmm. horrible. No, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I personally think, which I know that there are different circumstances. I think if somebody cheats while dating, then what makes you think that things might be different when you get married. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is my opinion. I'm sure people would like have a different opinion on that. But if you are looking for advice on how to get over it, I just think that know that there is somebody that would 
like wait for you and like 10 times over. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Sex is a beautiful thing and should not just be thrown around (laughs) casually. Also, like, if you are dating and, like, you are staying together and, like, wanting to eventually get married, I would say, like, maybe push that timeline back a bit, if that makes sense. Like, say, like, you were like, oh, maybe we'll get engaged this year and then he did this. Like, maybe, yeah, like work through it with a therapist and then like maybe push your timeline back. Um, because I do think I don't love whenever people say like once a cheater, always a cheater, Mm -hmm. because like I do obviously going back to like Christian things. And this girl said that she was a Christian, like God obviously redeems, redeems. And like people can have huge life shifts. I mean, like there's people who literally are like, heroin addicts on the street and then they like turn their lives around become like successful like parents and like yeah have a beautiful story so it's like okay yeah this person messed up and it's like that sucks but I would say like if there is like a huge like life shift that you would be able to move past it um but I don't think if there is not a radical change that It will be able to work out, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That sucks. Hopefully that's helpful. All right. You want to do like one more each? I think there's only one more. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, Let me find it. This has been real Christian heavy today. I hope you all have enjoyed. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, Okay. This is... Another Christian one. Yay. (laughs) I work for a church and I rarely have a day off. Same. (laughs) Jason listening to us, he's like, cool. interesting. (laughs) I'm starting to feel burnout, but I feel like I'm a bad Christian. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for not being happy because I know so many people that love to be able to work for a church, love that would be able to work for a church. My husband and I never get to spend time. Did I write this in? (laughs) (laughs) My husband and I never get to spend time together without being exhausted from work. I don't know what to do anymore. That was a joke. I I did not write that in, but, um, okay. Sorry. I mean, this could go for any job. Like, first of all, just because you work for a church does not mean that you should like have this mindset of like, I should be grateful because it's like any job you could say that about. Like, I know I should be grateful to have a job, but that doesn't mean (laughs) that like you can be treated like crap. Yeah, honestly, it's a really unfortunate thing that within the church, it feels like everybody... Like your Christianity is tied to your job. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like it's constantly on the line that if you don't want to give up your time for free or give above and beyond that somehow you are a bad employee and a bad Christian. Wait, let me add something else. Also, not even like your work for the church, but other people in the church a lot of times expect you to do things for them for free because they are church members. And you... No, Nicole is dancing behind the camera right now. And you are like, hey, yeah, just because you're like 
we're both Christians, like, doesn't mean that, like, I don't deserve to be paid for my services. Like, we're not in this, like, exclusive club that's just, like, we're both club members, so, like... It's all free. It's all for free. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's so true. We've talked about it before, but now this really makes me think we need to do, uh, like, Christianity or, like, Christian culture deep dive episode. Yeah. And just really say all the things that are very interesting about it, but... I, I feel like this whole episode have been like boundaries, but that's honestly where I got to, where it was just like, no, like I, I constantly was like, like I said, I've worked at our church for four years and the first two years I would literally have panic attacks if my phone died. Hmm. Cause I was like, they're, they're trying to reach me. Like, what if they tell me that I need to send something? And they're literally in service. They're like, Ashley Eckberg, we were trying to call her, but she didn't fix the graphics. So we can't do service. We can't, today. service can't go on. So everybody can go home. And Ashley's like, oh, my phone won't charge. <laughs> literally. I, oh, like I literally keep replaying this, uh, sound in my head, but it's like, you know what? I never was that, that serious. serious. Like, I don't know. Like church will still happen. People will still get saved. If you Sing the wrong worship God song. God is bigger than your graphics. God is bigger. <laughs> That'll preach. <laughs> but but also it's so hard because it is like we also do believe that God can work through graphics. Yeah, so we're like just, we should be the best in the business, and then we're just such a like hard like Quit. <laughs> it's such a hard duality. But like, uh, it sucks like that you are saying like that you and your husband never get time to spend together because also it's like. A healthy church is comprised of healthy marriages. And so it's yeah. like now you're the church that you work for is taking away from that. And uh, it's just very hard, like the amount of people who say this and all from different churches. Like it's yeah. not like everyone's from one church. They're like this one sucks. It's like everybody this is happening this. all over the world. Yeah. Apparently. I think you honestly, you just need to stand up for yourself and like. Honestly, like, honestly, it feels bigger than like standing up for yourself, but stand up for your family. Mm-hmm. And there might be like you and your husband maybe sit down and be like, these are the things that we'll accept. These are the things we won't accept. And it's like weekly date nights. So if a meeting comes up, it's just like, okay, sorry. Like I've already had this on the schedule. These are this call that you want to schedule or whatever is outside of my regular work hours at work hours. I would be happy to talk about this on Monday or like something like that. I just think you need to like for me in my experience, I don't want to like come across, like I've just been telling everybody in this episode to get thicker skin, but it's like you, that's really like what you just need (laughs) in this kind of industry industry. And it can be like the greatest blessing. And again, yeah, you feel like you're constantly in competition with people that will do your job 10 times for like 10 times less the amount of money and do it quicker because they have that grit in the beginning. Cause they just like want to work for a church, but you just need, if I don't know, you just need to stand up for yourself and clearly you think it's worth it. Cause you're still there. You're not like, tell me I don't need to quit. Like, no, if you enjoy it, then just, like, again, kind of, it almost needs to be that reverse psychology of like, go to your boss and just be like, I care about this like so much. And like, I see everything that you guys do. And I love being a part of this but I personally need this. And if they're good leaders and good pastors, whoever you report to bosses, then they'll recognize that. Yeah. And like, this is not just 
church. Like this is any business, any job that anyone works for. I saw this thing on TikTok one time that was like, whenever your boss is asking like way too much of you, like in say they're like, okay, I need three graphics and a video made by tomorrow. Like saying to them, I can't do all of those. So which one is the biggest priority right now? And then they say the graphics and you're like, okay, I can get that done. And then we can talk about the video after that, but I don't have the capacity to do all of those right now. And like, just, yeah, sticking up for yourself and like being kind, but you know, we've said this before, but like the hardest thing about working for a church is separating, like, am I a bad Christian from this is my job, but at any other job, you would never be like, am I a bad person because I didn't get like this done? (laughs) You would just be like, I can't get it done. Like, yeah. And like, I feel like I might've said this already, but like you clearly care because you're, you're wanting to stick it out and make it work. And it's clearly important to you. And so I just think earn or like ask for a little bit of respect from your employers and like whoever's in charge of you and respect is where respect is shown, like respect is earned too. And not saying that you're not doing that, but like, I, I think there for sure is a way through and I've definitely found a balance. I feel like we are, I'm like so thankful for like the last two years because it has just been very solidifying, like in my position where it's like, they trust me to get stuff done and I trust them and like their opinions and we got a good relationship going, good vibe going. (laughs) Yeah. Well, wow. That was, a, this was a longie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this was so fun. The, yeah. I love giving opinions. Hopefully we still get like a lot of submissions or else they're like, I don't want you to be mean to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should do this segment like every so often, Yeah, like just a vent advice episode. Give us the tea. Like that one girl. <laughs> yeah. I really want to do secret confession soon. Oh, that I, Yes. I'm I'm so happy about that one. Since That'd we be have so the fun. anonymous thing, so that would be hopefully coming up soon. Yeah. Um, but this link lives in our link tree now, and so you can you can you, always submit. Yeah, yeah. If something juicy happens, and we haven't posted that like the we're gonna do like a submission episode soon. Just go and leave it on there. We'll see it next time. Yeah, seriously. Um, and also, just want to say I don't know exactly when this is coming out, but we're gonna be doing a giveaway. I don't yeah. know if we've already posted about it, but we're excited about that. And so make sure you're following us on Instagram and TikTok. Yes, our Instagram and TikTok are both Let's Debrief Pod. And yeah. Leave us a rating and review. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here. And hopefully this is your third video, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this week. I guess we're on YouTube now, too. Yeah. This week is our first, like, we're obviously recording ahead of time. But, like, this week our first video actually launches. Yeah. So Which our date, it's our dates episode. And already know it. Like, I know this is like two weeks ahead, but if you haven't listened to our dates episode, you need to go back because it was so funny to record. It was so funny. Um, also are you doing anything fun for Valentine's day? We're doing a little, a little date night in tomorrow. (gasps) Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Valentine's Valentine's day. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we are like just obsessed with like steak and mashed potatoes. Like, you know, a good old American meal. (laughs) We're going to do a little home cooked, uh, steak and little, little mashed candlelight. potatoes, candlelight. 
What's I don't up? know if we've said this on the podcast before, but you live with your sister. Yeah. What will she like, will you guys be like, Hey, we're having our date. Don't come down. Or like, how do you like communicate with that? I love my sister. She, and this is not a slight on her at all. She just doesn't leave her room much. So it's never <laughs> really like an issue. Yeah. Like you won't like, yeah, I feel like maybe she'll advance. see us like cooking dinner. Like, cause I don't know, like we both are, I think Cole and I have talked about like dressing up and like getting fancy, but it's like, if she comes passing through to heat up dinner, we're not going to be like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, I'll, I'll shoot her a text and she'd just be like, okay, cool. I wasn't coming anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So but, fun. I mean, two weeks late. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> happy V-Day. We love you guys and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.